Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, and time for another edition of Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Trading Post this evening. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday and a wonderful weekend. Our episode tonight is episode 6-4 and is entitled, Noticing Patterns with Those Darn Schaefer Kids too." So a uh, quick shout out to Mr. Stephen Douglas Whitener for having me back on the RBN uh, Friday Night Roundtable, especially after I got his chat room shut down and all. Uh, Mr. Mike Gaddy, the Rebel Madman, was also there. So we did a deep dive on the 1781 to 1789 Articles of Confederation, it being March 1st and Articles of Confederation Day and all. We just thought it was appropriate. But anyway, so we had a great time on that show, so be sure to check it out on the RBN archives. And while they're there, drop off some money in the tip jar. They could really use the money right now. So tonight's returning special guest, oh, I am so glad we could make this happen. And they are, you know, you know the Go the sacrifices of doing this show because of the time differences and everything, so it's really appreciated. But our special returning guests are longtime Breakfast Club Pathfinders and friends of the Snack Shack show. And we have us w- with us tonight none other than both of those darn Schaefer kids. Free at last, free at last. Oh, lauded, they both free at last. Now, for the newbies, Mr. Alfred was doing hard time in a German chicken shack for the high thought crime and hate gesture he made while doing hard time in a German chicken shack for the original thought crime. So uh, we're very <laughs> quite proud to have both of them with us tonight, and uh, we'll have to ask them you know, when we bring them on the really big questions of kids. Have you rehabilitated yourselves? So anyway, I hope to have an answer to that later on here in a bit. But for the newbies, we'll be opening up the phone lines after the bottom of the hour break. And you can call in and tell us what you would like to talk about at Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN, because you can handle the truth. And that number is 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. Or toll free at 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. And as always, you can come out and join us in the Trading Post chat room at bb 9 Trading Posts. Chitango.com. That's bb9tradingpost.chitango.com for the hottest news, the dankest memes, and the best tips on independent living. Come out to bb9tradingpost.chitango.com. The sun never sets on the North Kakalaki Trading Post chat room, but if you're looking for a knife fight, we'd just have seen you go someplace else. Now, I wonder what Miss Monica and Mr. Alfred want to talk about tonight. The weather, once again, we went from T-shirt weather and sunshine and hard-worn rains in the 50s 
to nice little wintry mix that blew in Thursday night. Fascinating to watch it as I wasn't out in it, but it kept switching between wet and fast frozen. It was really fascinating to watch it go through those cycles as the winds would change and the cold air was battling the warm air up here on Blackjack Mountain. And I had it glaze out right under my feet while I was up the hill feeding the crows. Fortunately, it was a moss pass a moss path up the hill, uh, so it was not easy to or not difficult to get back down. It just crunched on the moss all the way back. Uh, the elk report: the official North Kakalaki elk spotter EX96 Echo X-ray reporting. No elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain today. No elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain today. We did get awakened suddenly to the peep frog morning chorus on Wacky Wednesday before that old wind monster showed up with his winter air and upon closer inspection of the frog pond i saw that our daffodil jackson the green had made it in time for the first morning chorus of spring uh, those little peep frogs they let you know when spring's coming very loudly so no elk scene but pretty sure spring is on the way so that's the end of the north kakalaki official wildlife resource commission elk spotter transmission or maybe they'd like to weigh in on the ongoing watauga county debate on which was more hateful angry black man from atlanta tobias m jones going on a mad max terror rampage against white drivers in his semi-tractor trailer truck in new boon echo 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 or some kid waving a swastika flag near the carpetbagger chicken swinger synagogue of satan clubhouse or maybe they'll want to talk about the latest family dollar scandal yes family dollar founded in 1959 is of course the legacy of jewish philanthropist leon levine who after 9-11 reimagined Boone, North Kakalaki, and Appalachian State University, especially their health programs, with his ill-gotten gains and Maccabee aspirations. Family Dollar has apparently been ordered to pay $41 million in lawsuits over its rat-infested warehouses, creating a widespread public health problem. Takun Alam, Fixing the World with Leon Levine and Jewish Philanthropy. Do you really think that if they would do a warehouse like that, they care about your well-being? But anyway, so... Or maybe they want to talk about the big party going on now that Sith Lord Jacob Roth, excuse me, Sith Lord Jacob Rothschild has joined the infernal celebration after 87 years of war on all that is good in the world. Or maybe they'll want to talk about the 25-year-old U.S. airman, Aaron Bushnell, who set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. The highly trained Israelis were quick to draw their guns and keep him covered the entire time he burned, and at no time were they ever distracted from protecting Israel to go get a fire extinguisher, because after that whole Poland menorah incident, fire extinguishers are anti-Semitic and tools of white supremacists and neo-Nazis, according to the Israeli Mossad. Or maybe they'll want to talk about the latest nightmare of public education degeneracy where an Oklahoma high school is in trouble for having a fundraiser with students being paid to suck people's toes. When you see 1920s Weimar conditions in your rearview mirror, you know you are in the USSA. Or maybe they'll want to talk about how proud commie chicken swinger and St. Nelson Mandela fanboy 
UK judge Tom Belays, echo, 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 just sentenced uppity white boy Sam Malia to two years in the chicken shack for legally handing out truthful and lawful stickers as an example to any other uppity white folk out there who think, quote, multiculturalism has failed. Quote, we are more than a passport, blood and soil. Quote, tired of the anti-white propaganda, quote, and the biggest uppity goyim thought crime of them all, quote, it's okay to be white. Or maybe they will want to talk about the social media force multiplier, Elon Musk. Will he have to go back to Auschwitz and see the piles of shoes again after he retweeted the story of Sam Malia's two-year sentence. Apparently, it scared that chicken swinger judge, Tom Belays, so badly he locked up his ex-Twitter account post-haste. Or maybe they'll want to talk about the latest film epic from Hollywood to once again tell the impossible tale of the Holocaust. Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest. Already nominated for an Oscar Knight Templar Award, Steven Spielberg says it's the best Holocaust film since Schindler's List. I'm sure it will become required viewing at App State University, an area North Carolina school. Or maybe they'll want to talk about Israeli Jonathan Pollard doubling down this week on his Pollard platform of annexing Gaza and sending the Palestinians to Ireland because apparently the Irish deserve it after what they didn't do during World War II. Uh, i.e. they didn't join the allies to destroy germany so ireland has to pay with palestinians vote to kun alam with jonathan pollard in 2024 or maybe they'll just want to talk about fishing so welcome back to the snack shack miss monica and mr alfred and tell us what do you two darn schaefer kids want to talk about tonight (laughs) (laughs) what a fine introduction that was really that was great yeah, um, God, there's so much to talk about and so little time. Uh, but, but yeah, it's just great to be back on air. And I just have to say that this waking up now is going so fast and so furious that um, it, it's very exciting. Okay. What hey, Alfred, have you been rehabilitated? That's what... <laughs> That's well, what you know, Frederick they, wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, well, they, 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 the people that came and visited me in prison, the, the police, or the actually it was the, 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 you know, the, 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 ex, uh, the exit from the right wing kind of thing. These people, uh, they asked me that too. If I've seen the light, you know, do I have sound judgment? And I gave them a little lecture, and then they had sent me a thing that confirms that there is no hope to get me turned into a little communist and I don't have to see those people anymore. So they failed in their mission. And they're also raising the white flag by this uh, admission or, or uh, acknowledgement that I don't have to see them anymore. That, that was good. So, no, uh, we're, we're on course. And am I correct that you actually got out early? And that never happens. Is that? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I got out. Yeah, I, I got out three days earlier. But that was because I was working in the garden there. They have this, you know, where they have uh, salads and 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 and, uh, and spinach and all these all these things. I was working in the garden. I was working seven days a week. Uh, 
And so they give me these, like they, they call it time off of your prison sentence for all that work sort of thing. So I actually got out early, but it's it's this the psychological warfare component of it. They actually let me out early because they want us to win at this point. They can't stand the smell of the, the stench of their own lies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Work will set you free, sound German policy. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Monica, darling, how are you? So good to hear you. Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> I'm just laughing my head off here. At, when Alfred called me, um, <clears throat> February 20th it was, and <clears throat> he says, yeah, Monica, they want us to win. They let me out early. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> and then I thought, oh, yeah, working for months and months, seven days a week. And somehow they, they did the math on that and decided to let him out. Well, by my calculation, just two days early, because <laughs> I guess uh, February 22nd would have completed the, the six month sentence, you know, unless they were keeping you a day more, like keeping you until the 23rd. But anyway, those are just minor details. But yeah. Letting him out early, I guess you could call it that, but mm, political prisoners, they don't get let out early too much. <laughs> I no, don't think. that never happens. That's why I was like, seriously, <laughs> even a minute early is impossible. You know? <laughs> but, but this thing about um, them sending him a letter in a yellow envelope just the other day, Alfred, that you talked about, that they don't want to see you again in that, you know, the, the monthly officer that you were seeing in that year in between your jail stints you know you had to go see three entities right you got to go show up at the police station say hi i'm here and and then there was the probation officer whatever they call that and then there was the exit the right scene so that yeah why don't you tell us more about that i just find it very Um, very interesting yeah it's a this uh well i always said you know uh at first when i was had all these conditions imposed on me i was kind of angry but then i thought okay these are my go-to people my uh my my contacts in the regime and if they think they're going to turn me into a into a stinking little communist piece of shit no i'm going to see if i can turn them into cute little nice little nazis you know and i think i'm doing a better job on them than they are on me and um they asked me um the day before I was released, uh, there was uh, the, the wardens told me, Alfred, the police are they want to have a, a see you here, you know. And I, and I thought, I thought, oh, they're going to slap something on the table and keep me there. But no, they asked me. Uh, it was a man and a woman, and he says, "Do you have sound judgment?" Or in other words, "Do you have uh, in, in German it was haben Sie jetzt Einsicht," which means, "Have you seen the way the wrong the wrongs of your ways?" kind of thing. And I says, "Well." Yes, I do have sound judgment. And it says, I will never again do anything that constitutes aiding and abetting a crime. I will never be an accomplice through silence. And I will never do something that is an obstruction of justice. And I will never uh, do like fail to render assistance when someone is in dire straits. You know, like if you see a little child drowning in, a, in, a, in the lake or something, you're supposed to pull him out to stop him from drowning. Um 
and then I says, but and if you have blots of toner or or blots of ink on paper somewhere that is that are you call laws, and these all these self contradicting laws that you have are are supposed to have me you know uh, believing this or saying this or saying that, uh, then that these blots of toner are your problem, not mine. I know which laws I'm going to obey, and uh, if and then I said. Uh, if if you think or or this thing is turning, this thing is turning over, and after this turns over, and this is coming faster than you can possibly imagine, you yourself are going to have totally different superiors than you do now if you even survive this thing. And I wouldn't, and I don't consider you my enemies. I only consider you uh, suffering from bad programming you've been programmed with wrong programs and i also told them that if i ever if ever hear that you behind my back tell anyone that schaefer believes in the hollow hoax i would have to take you to court for for smearing for bad mouthing for for liability and so forth so and, and they never see so and then the response to that was, oh, yeah. And then I told them the story, the little pilot story that Monica told me, where this woman had a couple of two sons, and the one son uh, was a pilot, and uh, they wanted him to get vaccinated. He refused, he refused, so they fired him. Her other son did get vaccinated. He's dead in the meantime, okay, and it wasn't very old. And the airline company that fired the pilot for not getting vaccinated came on their knees asking him to come back for less work for more pay they need unvaccinated pilots and then i told these people i says all these people this this mother of those two sons uh, the airline company all these people who they, they were before they were probably non-political couch potatoes but they have now turned been converted from non-political couch potatoes into terminators they want justice and if you think that you can get your lots of toner on paper uh, 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 asking us to to sing some silly nonsense about the holocaust and read uh, Anne frank's nonsensical bullshit uh, you are on the wrong side of this thing and it is turning and i don't think you're going to survive so um that's uh, that was my 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 summary of that uh, that meeting, and then they sent me this this yellow letter from the you know the 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 justice department there that they that I no longer have to see these people who are trying to turn me into little communist because they see that I have got there's no hope that I'm going to be a little communist. So that, that that's a, sig- a signal that they are actually uh, hissing the white flag. Wow, what a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have heard you telling these guys and watching their expression as you go through this. Well, you know, let me, you know, basically let me tell you to sod off in a very polite manner, ten different ways. Uh, you know, so, Miss Monica, what what is your latest take on all this craziness and clown world and the shift in the Everton window on this? Oh, yeah. It, it's accelerating like I, I say to people it's they're not going to stop this so if you're still cowering in silence uh, because you want to you know continue to have your job or this or that and and yet you you know what's going on if it, I mean I know there's many people who still have not opened their eyes for I, I cannot quite fathom that but it is the case but for those who have seen and do see what's going on but they you know go along to get along because they just don't want to rock the boat because well we have to impress upon 
everybody that this is marching forward until we stop this agenda from marching forward. There are laws popping up daily, uh, tightening the noose around our necks of what we are allowed to say, not only just what we are allowed to say, but what we are allowed to think, because they actually are writing into these laws the provision for they might in the future say something that's going to incite hate or something like in Canada, we have this uh, online harms act, which they're trying to uh, bring, bring in. And they say it's all about protecting the children. Oh yes. I I really believe that they really want to protect the children. That's their primary goal, (laughs) but no, then they just add as an afterthought, Oh, we're also going to, you know, prevent hate so incitement to hate oh because you know there's this rise in anti-semitism going on and so this nice jewish professor that was on the communist broadcast corporation the other day going on and on about how they're protecting children oh but but there is rising anti-semitism so they are going to also you know forbid hate from being spread on the internet and of course we all know what they mean by hate being spread on the internet they just mean these inconvenient facts inconvenient facts about a Jewish uh, power or Jewish influence or, you know, what they are, the, the lies they tell us about history and whatnot. I mean, the, you know, the original sin of, of uh, Holocaust denial, all those things, right? So anyway, they are tightening the noose. And it's interesting that you brought up the, the latest Holocaust, Holocaust, <laughs> Holocaust film, Maybe we could call it Holocaust, yeah. Is it that's going to be required viewing, just like Schindler's List was required viewing? And and I can, that's not an exaggeration. They took all the kids out of school to bring them to the movie theater in our town to watch that. And then the the required reading of Anne Frank that every child for generations now has had to read in school. So all this forced indoctrination i mean they are just going all out and yet when they when it comes time for evidence for their stories well they just don't exist and instead they make evidence illegal in court which is what alfred and i experienced in our trial they actually forbade evidence in that would support you know how we reached our conclusions and they threw uh, they gave more prison time to Alfred for those things that he said in court that he wasn't supposed to say because that, you know, that you just weren't allowed to say those things. <laughs> breaking the law in court, breaking the law in prison. Is there no civilizing that brother of yours? I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rehabilitation. <laughs> Rehabilitation. God, I wish my father was here. He had some tough cases when he was working with the penal system, but I don't know. Um, yeah, well, one of the things that I personally find so offensive about this victimhood mantra all the time about, oh, you can't do anything that might incite hatred towards us. Yeah, and it's basically it's just cause and effect. This is called no. This is called bringing you to justice. This is exposing you to the light of day of truth. And I had the pleasure last weekend of doing a two-hour review on 
the film Wag the Dog, which came out in 1997. And it was all about this Edward Bernays marketing of the big lie. And it's just a lie built on a lie built on a lie to basically sell a war. And it was in the run-up to 9-11. And from my personal experience, you know, I was backstage watching the entire world being driven to a frenzy, a bloodlust frenzy by this Jewish cabal all based on lies and deceptions. And, you know, and so now for them to say, oh, you can't have a sticker because that might be insightful against we, the you know, chicken swiggers. And you just want to look at it as like, how many tens of millions of people have been killed since 9-11 because of your Mockingbird Media's insight to hate? Right, it's like oh, they're it's okay to go hate them, you know. They're you know, or Oceana, you know, we're at war with them, but you know, you can't ever hate on us. Yeah, we're the eternal innocent victims. So your take on that? Have you ever seen that film? Are you familiar with the film? Yes, I, I, have, I have seen that one, and I wasn't that also where they sort of uh, had trouble in in the end because they they're they. Even these Jews want to sometimes take take claims, claim for their work sort of thing. And uh, then he was running into problems. I might be mixing it up with another film. No, that's but, exactly uh, not to you know, spoilers. But, yeah, he wanted credit for he this credit. incredible work of propaganda he just did. Right. He won the election. They said, no, you know, and if you keep it up, we're going to kill you. And they had to kill him. You yeah, know, they yeah, gave exactly. him an award, you know, and talked about how great he was, you know, but they still had to kill him. You know, they felt bad about it. But, you know, business is business, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. And there's, there's a point I wanted to make here that, that sort of uh, covers the whole big picture of what we're seeing here. That, that since the entire world is financially indebted to these uh, scoundrels, these Jews, because they have cheated and stolen all the money of this planet, basically, uh, th- you know, through vile de- deception and, and robbery, basically, and that. And they're trying to rebrand that with this Holocaust bullshit narrative into a moral debt so that instead of us claiming back what they have stolen from us, we crawl on our knees and or we crawl on our belly, only only rise to our knees to take Netanyahu's cock to suck on it, as Biden does all the time. I mean, this is that this is the most disgusting uh, making an ass of the entire planet that this planet has ever experienced. And if they really think they going to get away with this well they've completely turned off their brains and they i mean every single thing that they're doing now is only setting the level of their own the only the retribution that they are going to experience and it is going to be you can't even pronounce it in words what they are going to be experiencing in for in the terms of retribution when people really find out really understand how deeply they have been totally screwed by these parasites yeah, and, you know, it's the old thing of, you know, you reap what you sow later than you sow and more than you sow. And, you know, like you said, they are going to reap a whirlwind. So, Miss Monica. Yeah, basically, I think the boot across the neck that Yuri Betsmanov, the KGB defector, talked about that really, uh, you know, after these uh, – stages of subversion and the demoralization that people just don't see things even if you lead them by the hand to show them all the evidence and that's the stage that we have been in but 
what they have been doing the last few years and now accelerating daily in terms of, uh, well, the, the war against us is just unbelievable. The COVID, you know, clot shot and, and now these laws and you basically can't even think anymore or breathe anymore. Well, this is the boot across the neck that is actually waking people up. And yeah, it's like the like a, like a volcano. Alfred has talked about that. The, the lava will erupt and and. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's that's it. I'll pass it back to you. All right. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions I had was the reaction around the world over Gaza, but not so much from the right, but from the left. I mean, when you're looking at you know how organic, how synthetic is this whole Gaza thing, and how it started with October seventh. You know, real quick, we're about to run into a break, but real quick, what's your just, you know, initial reaction once you heard about October 7th and everything over this past, you know, several months? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's interesting how this whole war there now for them begins with October 7th, sort of like the entire world history before that began with the Holocaust. You know, this is their starting point. They're they're one and all. Everything revolves around that. The center of the universe is is Holocaust. Well, now it's the, the evil Hamas on October 7th, as if the Israeli Mossad wasn't involved in that, as if they didn't uh, orchestrate that whole thing. I mean, come on. And, and this was the start of the Odejinon plan where they're going to expand the borders of Israel once more, one more time, exterminate the remaining Palestinians that are living anywhere near that Israel. And, and yeah, so that's, this is the, 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 the spark that's going to wake up, like you were saying, even the left or even the leftists, you know, so this is, it's game over for these people. Miss Monica, real fast, we're getting ready to go into break. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. 
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. I can't buy no beer Well, I'm standing on the corner With a bucket in my hand I'm waiting for a woman It ain't got no man Cause my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it I can't buy no beer all right, we are back. You are listening to Blackbird Nine Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Trading Post. Tonight's special guest, uh, returning those darn Schaefer kids, Mr. Alfred Schaefer and Miss Monica Schaefer. And we're going to be opening up the phone lines here in a second. So if you want to call in at 512-248-8252 or 512, excuse me, 512-248-8252 or toll free 8 800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. And as always, please, 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 if you still have resource, please donate to RBN, especially now. They could really use the money. Uh, keep networks like this on the air. We've got to have that nugget of truth that's going to knock down this whole house of cards big lie of the marxist model right it's all based on deceptions and i'd like to indulge uh reading the letter uh from mr sam malia's wife 
And I just want to hit a couple of paragraphs of this. It says, by now you have heard that my husband, Sam Malia, was sentenced today to two years in prison for his intentions behind publishing stickers that the prosecution said were both lawful and truthful. The sentencing guidelines gave the judge the option of choosing anywhere between two years and six years, and the minimum was given to the lack of seriousness regarding the offense. The judge could have responded the sentence and sent home, you know, could have suspended the sentence and sent Sam home at two years. However, he chose not to and said the reason why was because he wanted the sentencing to act as a deterrent to other people with the same beliefs. Before today, Sam met with his probation officer who said that Sam was no risk to the public and there was no chance of reoffending and recommended a community order. The judge chose to ignore this. The worst case scenario is that Sam will serve 12 months in prison. Potentially, he could serve six to eight months. He is considered low risk and could therefore be on a day release from as early as a few months. If you take anything from this, let it remind you of why we do what we do. We live in a country where our people are attacked by the anti-white state for advocating for our own safety and interests. I don't want cuddles and condolences. I don't want thoughts and prayers. I want you to join me in filling the void that Sam leaves for the next few months. There are no excuses. Not everybody has to be on the front line. There is plenty you can do behind the scenes. Sam should hold his head up high knowing that he put his head above the parapet when many others dare not. He didn't back down at any point over the last three years, nor did he take any offer they offered him. He remained defiant for us, and now it's our turn to repay his sacrifice by carrying his flame until he is back. So, Mr. Schaefer, since you are the one back with us, what are your thoughts on that letter from uh, Mr. Sam Malia's wife? That's a very thoughtful, moving, and important letter. And one thing we have to keep in mind is the line of code that instructs the Jews to the best of the Goyim deserve to be slaughtered. By the best of the Goyim, they are talking about the Goyim who see through their lies. So if they... If people only come up one by one, then they will succeed in until they finally get even to the lowest, dumbest Negro in, in the deepest of Africa. But we have to all stand up now. They cannot possibly take all of us out. So now really is the time for all of us to make a stand somewhere, somewhere, do, do something, speak up. Don't take this bullshit because in the end, you will regret every single second that you delayed making that first step. Miss Monica, your takes on that letter. Yes, engage the system. Do not go silent just because somebody was jailed for speaking. That's exactly the opposite of what we need to do. We need to talk loud and clear and do it en masse, but do it individually. Just everybody has to do something because they will not stop. So if you go silent because you're afraid, they will not stop until you too are going to be you know, facing the whatever, whatever it is they have in mind for us. So we do need to, all of us, engage, do something, stand up, speak loudly, do not go silent in fear. That, that, that's what they want with this. So we have to do the opposite. All right, Mr. Producer, can we have uh, Mr. Chance in West Virginia? Mr. Chance, are you there, sir? 
Yes. Hey there, minor friends. Hey, <laughs> Alfred. Saturday. I see... Hey, Alfred, I see that you uh, got that file I sent along in your birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome home, you cool hand, Luke, you. Hey, Alfred, <laughs> thank God they yes. didn't keep you in there longer for, like, uh, you know, chewing gum and gel, you know? Oh, I know. They're so insane. I mean, I mean, I know people were concerned I might not get out. And I also had that in mind. Maybe they'll pull some trick. But they really do. There are more people than you can imagine in the system that do want us to win. Our opponents are not a homogenized single entity. They are starting to knife each other in the back, and they cannot stand the stench of their own lies anymore. We have to understand that. We have to drive the wedge into their into their body wherever we can, and we are on the right path. Well, thank God for that, and welcome home, and a belated happy birthday. Now, Bibi, I got a couple of comments. You made you were talking about multiculturalism, right, earlier? Right. You know, it's like you don't like multiculturalism in your town or community? Well, tough. In the state of Massachusetts, they'll stick them all in your private homes. Now, that really gives a new meaning to coming to a town near you now, don't it? I wouldn't be surprised if they do that all over the country soon. That was and the Bolshevik you, model. Everybody's house got filled up with, you know, complete strangers. You know, and yeah. that was part of the great solution. Talk about chaos in the household, huh? And, right. and you And you mentioned family dollar. I mean... Do you think the Dollar Generals or the Dollar Tree warehouses are any different from Family Dollars warehouses? <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I'm going to let you go. Alfred, it's so good that you're back home now. And Monica, hello? Yeah, I just had to unmute there. Hello. Hello, Chance. <laughs> yes, it's so good Alfred's back home. And uh, God bless you, Alfred. Uh, keep fighting the good fight now. Bye-bye. All right, great call. Thanks for calling in. Mr. Producer, we can have Mr. Joe in Florida, please. Mr. Joe, are you there, sir? Hey, Blackbird, thanks for taking my hey, call. Buddy. Hey, good to hear you, and congratulations to Alfred. Welcome, free at last, free at last. Good for you. Glad to hear you're out. And Monica, great to hear you. Hey, by the way, I started, the first thing was, I saw, did you see this? There's a Spanish company who is building what they call an Auschwitz exhibit. So I, I saw it's going to be up in Boston there. So I guess they're going to a museum and they're reconstructing an Auschwitz, uh, you know, model or whatever. So I tweeted, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked off, but I tweeted out a little link to this, this thing and I said, oh, look at this. They're building another fake Auschwitz. <laughs> so it's it's true that they have this company that's going to do an exhibit and oh to educate people right you got to be educated so they're literally reconstructing Auschwitz and I don't know I guess it'll be as fake as the first one right with gas chambers right with swinging doors <laughs> unbelievable uh, the thing I wanted to say was about the um about what's been going on in Gaza, right? Because I know, Alfred, you've been sort of in, in away for six months, and a lot of what's developed over this period of the last five months has happened while you were away. I want to get your feedback, but specifically on this idea. So it seems to me that, uh, you know, I call it the hoax of cost, you know, the hoax of cost. It seems like what they did 
And it's become more evident all the time. It's what they what they do, the Jews, is they promote a story completely fictitious, totally fake, right? And I know that it started with Eisenhower and the British trying to cover up their human rights crimes and their genocide against Germans, okay? That's where this hoax started with uh, ga- um, ashtrays and, and uh, lampshades. Give me a break. Uh, what I was going to say is that now with this Gaza situation, it seems to me that, yeah, long form. This is what they do. They create propaganda hoaxes, long form, because in an attempt to inoculate themselves in the future for what they know they are going to do. I mean, I'm a little encouraged, and I think you're right. The window has shifted, but people are now literally just referring, rightly so, to the Jews genociding uh, these Palestinians. Uh, What do you think? Yeah, you know, they, the Jew has pulled off his own mask but in what they're doing in Gaza. And once, once people, this is the spark that gets the people who have resisted to this point to wake up. This is getting a lot of them. I mean, people should have all woken up uh, with this, well, 9-11. They should have woken up. Well, they should never have gone to sleep. But 9-11 right. was a big wake-up call. Then came the COVID jab of, you know, the, the eternal poisoners of the wells have done what how Henry Kissinger, the great statesman, just said this. He said, once the herd accepts the vaccines, we can turn them into compost much faster and they will pay us for extermination services. Now, that's a pretty clear statement about this genocide of of all of us. And the people, now we're seeing how they're slaughtering the people in Gaza, and yet they have killed more of us with their COVID jab than than even live in all of Gaza. And and, and then, you know, I mean, they have killed millions of us already, but silently. Nobody's, you know, people are dying and and then they, they, they call it something else. Uh, But now the the mask has fallen, and when people now wake up, the rage that they will experience will transform them into whatever they were, into something closer to terminators. They will be, they will want justice, and the only reason they still exist is to seek justice. This is the Jews' last deed. Miss Monica? I'll just briefly comment about this Holocaust uh, replication that you were talking about, Joe. I mean, this, even the normies, I'll call them, are looking at just museum after museum and, and, you know, forced education about this Holocaust. And even people who haven't researched it, they are tired of this. And they say, hey, what's wrong with this? There must be something about this. What's wrong with this story? So, okay, you know, I say, (laughs) bring it on if you want to... I mean, really, it's just so ridiculous that that's they're just ramping it up. They're they're propaganda. Back to you. Really? Yeah, one really. Of favorite, one of my favorite memes before we let you go, Joe, is the uh, person sitting there saying, I spent the whole Saturday saying about a museum saying based at every exhibit. And then it said, and this is what everybody else in the Holocaust tour was doing, you know, and looking at you like, what are you <laughs> saying? You know? So anyway, so, uh, so uh, final thoughts before we let you go. Guys. Yeah, no, just, just, yeah, sure. Just welcome back, Alfred, to freedom. And, and, you know, I uh, used stand for your principles, but we like you out here too. So welcome back. And Monica, great to hear you. God bless you both. Keep doing what you're doing. You are the truth pioneers. Thank you. All right. Great call. Thanks, Joe. All right, uh, Mr. Producer, we have Bubba in Colorado, please. Mr. Bubba, are you there, sir? 
Anybody there? Yeah, we're here. Happy Saturday. Yeah, good to see you. Both Cal Rev from Colorado. Thanks for letting me talk to you because I've been harassing the United States military from the Pentagon all the way down to the worms at every installation. And they know Bubba Scout Rev all over Washington, D.C. So the question is, why don't you know about it? And we got around the U.S. Justice Department for the purpose of using the law. Heard of that? It's a real law. And we want to start kicking the... Well, we don't want anything good to happen to the 911 bastards who almost murder us and all those who obstruct for them. So the question you should be asking is, why isn't anybody making us do our obligation? You know, they're obstructing at the top levels of the government. And we're the U.S. government under the Judge Advocate General of the United States of America. That's where it is, at the top of the Pentagon and the Joint Chiefs. U.S. Public Law 109-3646 1076. Well, let's see why. Oh, I know why. It's because we're the white race, and they don't like us. And we're fed up. I even called the Secretary of Defense Office. That that low light that set himself on fire in an Air Force uniform disgraced the United States of America. I don't care how other people look at it. He should never have joined the military. And But he should have set himself on fire as, as you know, before that and said, He's doing this because of white race genocide. Nobody gets to do that, do they? Nobody hears about it. And especially on broadcasts where they're supposed to be, where are the patriots? I said, why isn't anybody accepting this? And I'm really ticked. So All right. Don't give us Appreciate the call. You have a great weekend. Right. Uh, Mr. Uh, producer, we have Mr. James in Vancouver, please. Mr. James, you there, sir? <laughs> Yeah, the Yates. Um, so, uh, Alfred, uh, you're out of jail now? Yeah, um, yeah, out for a week, yes. Oh, they let you out for a week. And are you still well, in well, Germany no, since, then? Since, since a week, yes, yes. I'm staying in Germany. I mean, the, the whole world is uh, contaminated by these parasites. There's no escaping them. Uh, we have to just deal <laughs> with it. <laughs> so, uh, if I may ask, uh, what is the, does the Canadian government ever come and... Um, I talk to you and see how you're doing. Anything like that? Any liaison there? Yes. When I was in prison for on the four year stint, they did come and visit me, and then they did uh, phone me during this uh, COVID scam scamdemic time mm-hmm. when visits were kind of difficult. And yes, they were always actually doing as much as they could with their hands tied behind their backs, kind of thing. I mean, these the Bnei yeah. Brit, the, 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 they had uh, prevented them from being witnesses to the uh, to the, uh, uh, the what they call trial. Um, but uh, uh, they were always very good people. I, I, They're the consulate. Yeah. Let's just clarify for the listener. We're talking about the consulate. Yes. Uh, a man and a woman in, in Munich in, in the consulate there, right? Alfred, that's who you're talking correct. about. Correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I see my question would be, is the crimes that uh, you guys committed in Germany, are those crimes in Canada too? How does that work, if you don't mind me? Well, okay, I, I could answer that. Um, they they did in the they slipped it into the 2022 budget bill. This Holocaust denial law has been slipped into. They, so yeah. they've added this to the Criminal Code of Canada, Section 319. This is the hate speech mm-hmm. law, but they've added. 
they've added this offense now to that. And what I have to say to that is, well, you can lock up every single person in Canada and that is not going to change what actually happened or did not happen during Mm -hmm. World War II. So it's really like these blots of toner on paper, ink on paper that are, you know, somebody calls these laws and what are they? They're just blots of toner on paper. So, yes, they did add this. And what did they do? They snuck it into the budget bill. Right, right, exactly. So, Alfred, if you were to come back to Canada, would you then face charges in Canada as well? Would they do no. something like that, do you think? No. No, I'll tell you what, I break all the thought laws as often as I possibly mm-hmm. can, no matter where yes. I am, because no, nobody, no uh, foreskin-eating, child-raping parasite ha- tells us what to do, period. Well, that's, <clears throat> that's one way of putting it. Uh, well, okay, uh, thank you, uh, and, uh, well, congratulations, you're out. Uh, Switzerland shouldn't be too far away from Munich last, I remember, so... All right, thanks. Take care. All right, great call. Thanks for calling. All right, Mr. Producer, can we have Mr. Tony in California, please? Mr. Tony, you're there, sir. Uh, Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Hey, everybody there. Greetings. Uh, I first of all wanted to just say thank you, Frederick. I absolutely love your show. I love your personality. I love your broadcasting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, And to the Shapers, I want to say thank you for your bravery and standing up to what you're standing up to. And um, I just wanted to talk about fishing. (laughs) 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 No, 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 no. Okay, real question, real question. Um, Are we heading headlong into Bolshevik communism, or are are we going to stand up and stop what's going on and reverse the trend? Are we doomed? Can we turn it around? What's going to happen to this United States? In your opinion, can I? Yeah, can I, I'll say I'll answer that. It is only too late for each individual when they die. Until we're all waking up now, and the only reason we exist is to get this right. Because if we don't get it right, then we are all doomed. When the Jews put in their code of conduct, when the world catches on to us, we will take them down with us into the abyss, into pure hell. That's exactly where we stand right now. We have to make our enemies very clear that they, they cannot possibly win this. And we, we are doing everything we can to resolve this in a, in a civilized manner. And we do not consider anybody our enemy until they obviously have committed treason or have committed the crimes. But those who are, are, have not been involved directly in 9-11, for example, or you know, the, the, the politicians on the stage now, everyone else has the opportunity now to take sides for the, for the truth with all the risks and consequences, but doing nothing is certain death. If you fight, you might die. If you don't fight, you will die for sure. All right, Miss Monica. You know, I'm just going to ditto all that. That that was that was excellent. brilliant. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I couldn't top that. Yeah. All right, anything else before we let you go? We got a few more callers we want uh, to try to yeah, get to. Yeah how how can I stand up when uh, within my own family they are hardcore NPR listeners? and will not see what is happening and will throw me out of the house if I dare mention any of these issues, how do I cope with that? Yeah, we've got, we've got family members like that too, uh, Alfred and I do. So, 
but I have to revert to what Alfred said. We have to do or die. It is do or die time. Like we have to do something. And so I don't know, maybe the family members, they, I don't know if that means you get ejected from the household. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God bless yeah. you. And again, thank you, Frederick. I love your show. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for calling. Yeah. With family members, you know, reach, throw, row, and go. You know, keep an eye on them, even if they're, you know, drifting away from you. Yeah. Cause that's one of the yeah. things, you know, they're trying to destroy is the family unit. So that's what we're trying to I, reinforce. I yeah. Very yeah. good I want to keep point. Very good point. Yeah. I want right. to keep us together. But yeah, it's like I, I can't be who I am. You know, I have to pretend to not see what's going on, you know? Reach, yes. throw, go. I like that, Frederick. Yes. Reach, yes. throw, Reach, go. Reach, throw, it, row, and go, yeah. All right, Mr. Okay. Producer, All right, we have Max in New York. Max, we have about a minute left, so real quick. Yay, six million Jews didn't die, right? That's a good <laughs> right. thing, right? Yay. Everyone should be happy at that. Yeah, well, you, well Jews are going, no, we want to be killed. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing, right? So uh, I'm glad you exactly. guys... Uh, Glad you're out of prison. I'm sure it was like fun. Like you, you talk to the prisoners, you get respected and you get the message out. They know what you're there standing for. I tell you, prison was better than the, the, some of the people. There's better people in prison than a lot of the people who are outside of prison. I'm telling <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. I'm telling you. But, uh, oh, well, I, I made a couple points to Monica which was, now we need to start focusing on the Jews' real war crimes. Eisenhower's camps, the rape of the two million, yeah. the firestorming of 180 German cities, the disappearance of the five million Germans after the war, and all the dysfunction that comes with it. I'm really surprised Germans are really naive. I hate to say it. I have German friends here, and they're like, you scare me. I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you the truth. And my family was lefty, so, you know, dinner time sucked. All right. But I'll well, let another I, caller in. That's my that's my uh, editorial for tonight. Thank you for thanks the time. so much for calling. Yeah, appreciate the call. Great points. Yeah, we need to be asking those points. We are running out of time, so real fast, Miss Monica, and then Mr. Alfred. Last words. Yeah, Max had good points. We have to divert. Uh, we have to re redirect people's attention and focus on the Jew crimes, the Jewish crimes. And um, yeah, just check out truthandjusticeforgermans.com and I'll, over to Alfred. Yeah, uh, my my point, my take on this right now is people who do not want to know about this uh, anything. We don't talk with them anymore. We only talk about them so that it, in earshot so they can hear what we're talking about them. But in prison, I notice people are all big, got big ears. Everyone wants to know. It seems like people really are now eager and learning, wanting to wake up. It's, it's hard. Yeah, like the truth is getting out there and nothing can stop it. All righty. Well, thank you so much and welcome home. And you've been listening to Blackbird Nine Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. Like to thank those darn Schaefer kids for being with us tonight. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And until next time, I will see you all at the rendezvous.
standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. King of Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 